Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erios production. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill Hitler? Would I take the promotion at work with strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? Paul real quick. Paul, in our intro, do we say, hey, I'm Maria. Do we, we say our names, don't we? Hey. Yes. What do we say? I'm Maria and I'm Amanda and I'm we Maria. We do say our names. Yes. No, that's for the um, Patreon. Okay. So we don't announce Hi. ourselves in the normal. No, you episodes? do. Hi. Welcome to the big ones. I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. That is what we do. Yes, it is. Absolutely. I, I'm it is. Marie, I'm afraid that's correct. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the big ones. I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. Each week. <laughs> Should I play it? <laughs> yeah, play it. I, don't, I truly don't. How long has it been Patreon. since you've done an episode? We did one last week, but that was the end. We didn't know what we were doing. We, we were really. Flailing. You're rusty. So let me, I'm going to play one, okay? And then we can see. Who's your guest? Kobe Smolders and Johnny Mays. They came on as a double header. Dang. I know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the, the big, big ones. ones. Each week we discuss new ethical questions. I told you. No, we didn't say it. To relationship problems to brain busting. Moral choices. choices. We, didn't, we don't say it. The questions can be discussed, but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep. Oh, my God. We shouldn't have. We shouldn't podcast. What you see? Maria Blasexy. Oh, okay. We don't say it. You're right. That's scary to listen back to. Everyone, why? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why don't you say it? I don't know. Let's start saying it. it. Finally, on our whatever. Here's what on listening on listening to that that you just played, Amanda, and I'm doing a little detective work here. I think the reason you did not say your names is because that sounded like you didn't have a guest, and so you were just going to be talking amongst yourselves because you didn't say, "Will you like what you see?" And then you said Maria's name. Instead of your name. Okay, but let it, me try. Instead of a guest name is what I'm saying. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the, the big, big ones. ones. Each week we just... It's child. Oops. Yeah, we don't say it. Is that? Did you just play the same one? No, that was a different okay. one. All right. It's, hey, everyone, and welcome to the big ones. We don't say it. You, that's only Patreon. You, we say it. That's strange. It's an oversight. <laughs> Why would you say your names on the on the one place where everyone already knows who you are and there's fewer people? It's honestly really nuts that we don't say it, actually. Well, let's try it now. 
Oh, you know, know what maybe we ones. should do for this season? And I hope you keep all this in. You're going to, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so what, what if we have Paul do the intro? What, why don't Paul, why don't you say, this is Paul F. Tompkins, the big ones, hosted by Maria and Amanda. Paul F. Tompkins presents the big ones. That's, that way I can tag him in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> with our we guest, do get Paul bigger. We do get bigger numbers when you're on. Oh, that makes me happy. Isn't that nice? It is nice to hear. And, and even if you're lying, I don't care. No, Paul, we're not lying. We literally get so many more listeners. You have a history of lying, though, so it, it's hard. Hello, and welcome to the big ones. I'm Paul F. Tompkins. Each week, Amanda Lund and Maria Blasucci discuss. Moral dilemmas, brain-busting choices, and fantastical dilemmas. They they can be difficult to talk about, but they're fun to talk about because it forces you to look deep, deep, deep with inside of yourself. Will you like what you see, hosts Maria Blasucci and Amanda Lund? And also me, guest Paul F. Tompkins. You, Paul F. Tompkins. Wow, I think that's perfect. It was perfect. You basically perfect. got it. You, uh, you, you <laughs> messed up a little bit what? Uh, during Maria's a part. Which is Where? Really, Maria's is the hardest part to say. Yeah. It is hard. Thank you for noticing that. Maria, I like your glasses. I don't These think. Are blue blockers. I don't think I've seen them. Before. Oh, those are the famous blue blockers. So they are not. They are they not prescription glasses? They are just to to save on the. And I don't. They don't do a thing. These don't block out anything blue. I'm positive of they it. They don't block positive out anything blue. <laughs> they Did, don't. I can see blue just fine. I don't know if that's what they mean by blue blockers, that it, it erases the color blue from your vision. Mm, well, then I was told I was given the wrong information. I was told blue would be out of the picture. <laughs> she hates that color. Oh, I'm wearing a blue hat. Is that bad? Blue. I thought it was orange. So they do work. <laughs> okay, we better get to our episode. Okay, so well, guys, Paul, welcome. Okay. let me do it. I'll do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, welcome. <laughs> thank, thank you, Amanda. Thank you. And I say welcome as well. Welcome to another episode of The Big Ones. The Big Ones. Paul, this is a brand new season, and it might just be our last. Why do you say such a terrible thing? Because it's, it's the threat. truth. What do you mean it's the truth? Why? <laughs> We're thinking <laughs> of moving full-time to Patreon. Oh, but you're not going to stop doing the podcast. We might. We could we do might. anything at this point. You're going to move full-time to Patreon, but not provide any content. <laughs> <laughs> it's blackmail. It's sort of a more of a blackmail system. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's being blackmailed? Uh, anyway, we don't know if it's going to be the last season or not, but it could. Uh, I have a feeling it's just going to be a short season and we'll take another little break and then we'll come back for another short season at some point. I but, pray yeah. that is the case. Yeah, only time will tell. Only time will tell. But Paul, how have you been? Do you have any little moral dilemmas that you need help with? Um, I have been well. I will say this honestly, and I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not just trying to gas you up. I have missed the big ones in my podcast listening Aww. from week to week. Um, it is it is always a bright spot in my week, and I really have uh, I really have felt its absence, um, which I can't say about a lot of podcasts that go away. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, and I'm sure nice. I'm sure a lot of people feel the same. As far as little more dilemmas go, it's very tough lately to have had any. <laughs> Why? Because you don't leave the house. Yeah, it's it's harder to get into situations like that. Um, I will say I, I will say this. This is not really a dilemma because I no matter what you say, I'm going to feel the way I already feel about it. But in okay. terms of um, in terms of like returning emails or uh, uh, giving an answer on requests, things like that that come to my inbox, I've been even slower than usual during this period. And I kind of don't care. Like I am not I, I'm not I'm not guilty about it like I was before. Um, it's sort of like I, I think that what's happening is that my. I'm just my coping skills are stretched to the max and it's like I can't worry about that and I'm just going to assume that people understand and that everyone's going through the same thing and that it made it's made me more forgiving of anything that I feel like I just shouted into the void and never got a response on I'm like man I bet that person is where I am and I'm not going to hold it against them you know like I yeah. you, you sort of take a chance when you send out an email <laughs> that that you might never get a response I don't know if everybody feels that way, though. And I, I feel the same way about cell phones is that the idea of cell phones is that you are supposed to be now uh, reachable at all times because someone you carry this phone around with you. And I feel that's kind of bullshit. And it's like it's still up to me whether I answer the phone or not. And, you know, what I when I respond, I don't know. I guess it's the the my dilemma is often the the push and pull of responsibility in those matters. Because while I don't feel that I have to just answer immediately when someone contacts me, I also feel like never getting back to them is maybe not great. Absolutely. No. Yeah. I think you do have to get back to people at some point, you know, if you know them, if it's some like cold, you know, like, hey, Paul, love your work. Hey, I've got a script, you know. (laughs) Um, then you don't maybe, then but you want to get back real quick in case it's a big <laughs> mega, mega blockbuster, make everyone rich. But if, if it's someone, you know, you, you know, take your time, but also I will say for your own mental, you know, health, it does start to weigh on you mm-hmm. when you don't answer emails. And I know from my personal experience that if I don't answer an email right away, it becomes a weight on me that I then, um, you know, affects me day to day where I go, oh, I still need to answer that email. But I was actually just talking about this um, earlier today that I think ghosting during the pandemic is okay. And I'm like you, Paul and Maria, I normally feel a lot of guilt when I don't respond to people. But since the pandemic, and it happened almost like the first week of it, I've just totally released myself from that guilt. And I'm like, I can only do as much as I can do. Um, But the other thing that you brought up, Paul, that I think is so interesting, and I actually saw someone like repost something about this the other day was that like, you don't owe someone a text back even. Yeah, because it's like, it's kind of aggressive when people I don't know, it's just like, why do we feel like we have to respond to everyone who has our phone numbers Mm -hmm. because in these days it's like you get so many texts you get junk texts it just becomes oppressive yeah i remember when junk texts started and thinking 
Oh, of course. I guess I, I guess it was just a matter of time before this happened. I didn't see this coming, but of course it makes sense that we have now we have to put up with this garbage. Um, I, I think a great thing as, as a, as a, an Apple user, I think a great thing was when those little reaction, um, uh, stickies came up that you could just Tap slap a thumb, a thumbs up on there and say like, got it. Yep. <laughs> I'm acknowledging what you it. said. Yes. I wish texts would have away messages where you mm-hmm. could say like, hey, I'm away from my phone right now. Um, but if it's an emergency, like hit star Call 911. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like your therapist when you call your therapist voicemail. <laughs> like if this is a medical emergency, call 911. Well, if I know that. I know. Seriously, like I'm going to leave a message saying like, please help. I broke my I leg help. and I'm sad about it. Yeah. Like, I got it. Like, you don't have to tell me that. Jesus. God. Thanks for having That's my back on this, Maria. I am. No, but I get that. I know that feeling of, like, the therapist being like, you can leave a message. If this is an emergency, it's like, I know. I know if it's an emergency not to call my therapist. You're daring me to leave a two-hour voicemail. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> um, but... I actually have a little dilemma that I need a little help. Oh, oh shit. You guys are wow. able. We had a big windstorm the other day. A big windstorm. Our neighbors here who only come out certain weekends, their lawn furniture blew off of their porch because of the winds. Wow. Okay. And it's not far. It's just kind of like it all fell over. It looks sad. It looks like someone had maybe a little they got a little angry and they said like, ah, and they did this. And then all the lawn furniture kind of fell a couple feet away from where it should have been. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think sure. so. The wind, like the the wind blew it over. Yeah. Down. yeah, but what I'm saying is it's not like, it's not like on the beach or whatever. It's not like, you right. know, it's just, it's not where it should be, but it's not crazy. It's not like there's a chaise lounge on the roof. <laughs> Oh, exactly. The image of That's that. Could you imagine deal. anything That's crazier? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, do we go and pick up the furniture and put it back, or do we just leave? It? <laughs> 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 well, is it heavy furniture, or is it like light? It's like, no, no, no. It's like there's like a table, chairs. There's like an umbrella. Whoa! You know, ev- everything got kind of smushed. To the side. It looks like there's, it looks sad. That's all I can say is that but it looks sad. But it's not like tipped over? No, it is. It's tipped over. Is it it's like cat? thrown. Is it's it like thrown. iron? You seem very defensive about the fact that this is not thrown. <laughs> and it makes me think that you threw it. Yeah, that's where I'm heading. <laughs> no, it's wood. It's like a teak. It's like teak type. <laughs> so it, so it's, it's like wood. It's, su- it's substantial. It's substantial. Yes. Yeah. I mean, do you want to be a nice person or no? <laughs> but is it going onto their property and messing with their in messing no, with their stuff? No, I think you have their email or something. No, I, think I have you, nothing. Oh. Then I think you you just. I, I mean, if you want to be, it's a nice thing to do to go over there and pick it up. What yeah. if I put it all back wrong? What if I do put the shea on the on, well? On do, the, on the roof? Number one, don't do that. But I would well. it, here's what I think would be great is if they had if you do it and they have some sort of ring or nest or something and then they see they're they're in, in wherever the fuck they are. And then they see this nice video 
of these uh, two charming young people replacing their furniture because they they definitely saw the video where it blew the hell away, and then they see oh look at these look at these kids they put our furniture back isn't that nice yeah I I wouldn't worry about trespassing per se I would think because it's all outside you can see it right it's not like you have to jump a fence. <laughs> I mean, if no, you're no, it's all if outside. You're, if you're so inclined, it's a nice thing to do. Uh, is it wrong if you don't do it? Not necessarily. Right, but, but it's nice let's, if you do. Would do you it. like someone basically hop defense to get your stuff back? You know, I would. Well, think- I if they hop defense, it's a little different. Now, let me tell you this. Let me just tell. Let me throw a wrench into this. They have signs up, and I don't know who it's for around their property that say private property along each tree along their thing saying like, and it's only them and then us. And it says private property basically saying, don't do it. Don't do it. Do you have a relationship with them at all? One time what I was painting the, you know, some lawn furniture and the guy came up and he said, wow, big job, huh? <laughs> I said, Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up the signs because that does change my mind a little bit. Yeah. Because I don't... Amanda, you're in complete darkness. I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have to you off. I took it like a compliment. <laughs> oh, am I? <laughs> you mean you can't see me at all? I had my selfie off, so I was just so in the moment. <laughs> um, um, that's when- why you don't turn off selfie. That's embarrassing. No, no, no. It, it, it looked very, um, uh, what do you call it? Moody. It looked like a very, you know, yes. it looked nice. Well, it just, I am I in a mood. See- <laughs> I just couldn't see your face. But you're saying, Paul, that does change it for you. Because the type of people that are... are Ugh, just the idea of like posting a bunch of private property signs. Like what is mm-hmm. what uh, I guess I, you know, without knowing the history of what led to that, I can't imagine yeah. what it would be though. The area that you're describing, like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that it's even something that they have to worry about, but the fact that they're going out of their way to put signs up all over the place, it makes me mm-hmm. feel like, well, that's what you get. Somebody was going <laughs> to, somebody would have done something nice for you but you're being so yeah. weird about your own property that uh, you can just wait until you get home until you get back, I guess, to, to fix your own furniture. Yeah. I, I agree with Paul. The signs do throw a wrench, throw a wrench yeah. in it. So I, I don't know. I would just be afraid that they'd call, see you on the nest and call the cops. But so, uh, to be honest, I might just put the furniture back on the thing though. <laughs> I do think it's the right thing to do. It's a very nice thing but to do. I, I think it's a very nice thing to do. You're risking your life. <laughs> yeah. But thanks, guys. That was, I appreciate that. Uh, well, you know what time it is? It's time for our ask. Oh, Great. that's right. Here, I got, I, I know what to do. Uh-oh. Ooh, what is he going to get? A blowhorn? Oh. A what? A blowhorn. A blowhorn. <laughs> Every podcaster has one. Do you mean a blowhorn? Yeah. <laughs> blow blow horn makes more sense. What, what is a blow what's a bolt? Wait, wait. Which what a bolt? What's it called? A bullhorn? Bullhorn. Bullhorn? 
Wait, like a bull like horn? A bull. What's a blowhorn? <laughs> Wait, there is a blowhorn. Yes, blowing horn is a sound of vice. Okay, no, I don't think. <laughs> Are you thinking of the vuvuzela? Blow blowhorn. A blowhorn is like a is like a horn, like a big um horn. <laughs> That's funny, we go, yeah. Then, I... All right, you ready? I'm ready for to do the ask. Yes. Okay, thank you. Okay. The big ones. You know it. You listen. But what do you do next? You rate. You review. You subscribe. You tell a friend. You let people know the big ones is out there, waiting for them. The big ones. It's a podcast that you must support. What is that? I gotta get one of those. It's a telephone microphone. How did you get that? Where did you get it? I I rode away to uh, a company and I saved cereal box tops. (laughs) Uh, It. I just looked. I looked for it online. I looked for it online because I knew that I uh, they had one at Earwolf, and uh, also Todd Glass had one on his podcast, and I was like, I gotta get one of those. I need one for Lydia. I've yeah. because I'm just putting filters on people's voices. I need to just get that phone. That is so cool. It's I. It's really fun. It it very rarely comes in handy, but I really enjoy it a lot. Um, but I found I think I found this on Etsy. Interesting, because someone like makes them out of a real life telephone. Yes, I think you can. I think you can also get them as the kind they use in supermarkets. Oh my god, I love that sound. Yeah, I love that crunchy sound of um, or you know, um, stewardesses or whatever you call them. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think attendance. I think it will just end up sounding like that. But um, I'm saying that's where that's a place where you can find them. I love a crunchy sound. I love Ooh, a crunchy well, maybe, sound. Maybe a Christmas gift. Maybe Santa oh, get you a little oh, like, oh, microphone. Oh. Should we take a break, come back, and do the big, big one? Yes, ma'am. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, we're back. Oh boy, do I have a big, big one for you, Paul. I can't wait. you're going to love it. Paul, you're going to die. Uh, oh. You are a hot, young Danish prince named Hamlet. <laughs> one night, your friends are like, Hey, Hamlet, come see this. And they take you out to the ramparts to check out this ghost that looks just like your recently deceased father, (laughs) King Hamlet. The ghost speaks to you, declaring ominously that it is indeed your father's spirit and that he was murdered by none other than Claudius, your uncle. Oh, shit. BTW, Claudius also married your mom, Gertrude. That's right. The ghost orders you to seek revenge on the man who usurped his throne, (laughs) usurped, and also married (laughs) his wife. Usurped? (laughs) 
Oopsurped. Um, oopsurped. Um, oopsurped. <laughs> what? Okay, so here's the dilemma. Would you murder your uncle to avenge your father's death? Also, would you trust a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> This is good, Amanda. This is really good. This will be fun, right? I mean, first off, it's like, would you, because we're all, I don't know, maybe some more than others, some less than others. We're all kind of skeptical, I think, of ghosts and that stuff. So if like a ghost came to you and was like, hey, this is what happened, you you know, here's instructions. Would you even, A, listen to the ghost? But you've got two friends there with you who are seeing or who have seen him as well. That's a really good point. But now, I refresh my memory. Does the ghost pull me aside and say this one part just to me? I think so. So my two friends are my two friends don't necessarily hear the words. Hey, get revenge! You got to kill Claudius. Well, I don't know because they're all like on stage together, but the two (laughs) friends go over to the side, you know, and kind of freeze. Amanda. Do they freeze or do they do like extras talking where they're pretending to like Yeah. I honestly think they freeze and the light goes off them and they just stand there frozen in the dark. Okay, so like a soliloquy. (laughs) No, but I think um maybe it's just you. And then if we all recall in Shakespeare, um it's this incites the to be or not to be speech because (laughs) I know I'm waving. But this instigates Hamlet to give his to be or not to be speech. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got to happen because we don't get that speech without it. Um, all right. Although the to be or not to be speech was about him contemplating his own mortality. He was, I tried watching that Kenneth Branagh version um, a couple months ago. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get through it. Um, but there's a lot of words. There's a lot of words. And I'll tell you what, um, I can't imagine people going in to watch that movie and understanding what they were saying. That's Shakespeare. That's Shakespeare. They understood Shakespeare back in, you know, when it was first out. They loved it. Here's but here's what I think about all the time is that Shakespeare made up a bunch of words. So it, it so you have these people that are going to see these plays that already it, to us seems somewhat impenetrable, right? And then you have back in the day you have like the groundlings who are who are the you know the the masses, the the working class, you know, who uh it must have been harder for them to understand. Plus he's making up words <laughs> like if you No, but you'd know if I said Amanda's such a doogie berry. You'd be like, I know what she means by that. You know what I mean? It would mean she's, you know. I need more. Well, you knew what I, you knew what I meant by oopsurped. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you? A lot of the words he made up were just mispronunciations of existing words. <laughs> and they stuck. Like Shakespeare. Like That's Shakespeare. Right. <laughs> um, I, yeah. So first the issue is, uh, do I think this is actually you know, the energy of my father telling me this, or do I think it's a manifestation of my own grief and my own suspicions, you know? (laughs) Um, So let's say, let's say I believe it. Let's say I believe that um, this is my dad and uh, he is telling me I was murdered by my own brother. I need you to go kill him. 
I don't. And then I forget. Do we? Is is that it for Hamlet's father? We never see him again. I think he. I think that is it. Actually, I don't remember because I didn't get through the whole movie again. He doesn't like check back in. Like, hey, did you do that thing we talked about? It seems like an, it seems like it would come into play like a couple acts later. Yeah, It'd be like back at the graveyard, you know. <sighs> but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in the play, Hamlet does believe him, and mm-hmm. then he sets off on a plot to seek revenge. Yes, but Hamlet's a kid. He's just a young boy, you know. Well, we also know how it works out for Hamlet, which is not great. Not great. Because, no. you know, but uh, but at the time, this is like a very violent uh, period in history where to hold on to power, you had to sometimes use force and oopsurp. <laughs> so, <laughs> so do we think Hamlet has a right to, like, is avenging death, like, is that even okay? I mean, I... I personally feel that it doesn't it doesn't do anything for you. I I I I mean if you, if you want let's say you want to widen it out to the death penalty, you know, that you know this person is guilty, they confessed that they murdered someone that you love, that you care about, and then they are not just put into prison but also sentenced to death. And then eventually they are executed. I I guess I don't know the stats on how that makes people feel. Like, do they feel that they got closure because that person is dead? I mean, I, I, for me personally, I think nothing would ever, ever make up for the absence of that, that person that I loved in my life, whose life was cut short. I, I don't think that I would be sad. I don't, I, I get why it would, it would seem like you would be satisfied by something like that. But I don't know that you actually get that satisfaction. However, this this case, someone urging you to do this for them. So it's, he's, he's not saying, Hamlet, do this for yourself. You're going to feel great if you kill this guy because he killed me. This is this is the father saying you got to kill him because I want you to do this. Mm. I got I, I think I would say no. I think I would say no. Oh, I thought you were going the other direction. No. Where if it was someone else, well, the way I'm, you just made me think of it like this: like it's not only your dad; it's also the king mm-hmm. telling you to avenge me. So to me, that goes like, oh, geez, I, maybe I wouldn't do it for myself, but this guy's also married your mom and is gallivanting around like ruling the kingdom. I know. Uh, At least of, you'd want to publicly out him. Yes. Oh, how about that? Do that. <laughs> you know. I mean, I think that. I think that that would be a much, a much more, um, that would be an easier thing to ask of your own child. Uh, and, uh, something that's more about, you know, the, the kingdom, if you want to phrase it that way, rather than just your own personal vengeance. Um, but you know, I don't know how much Hamlet, how interesting that play would have been if it had been like an, all the president's men (laughs) kind of situation where Hamlet has to do like journalism, to to prove that that, oh that Claudius killed his father, um, so yeah, I don't, I I I don't know. I also, I guess it also gets into the wishes of the dead versus the wishes of the living, and you, we all know that people routinely ignore 
the wishes of dying people once they are dead Mm -hmm. and they do whatever they want. Like if a dead person says, I don't want to have a service. I just want, you know, the, the, the family at the house or whatever. There's always somebody who's going to be like, no, he should, he should have a service. We're going to do a service. And it's like, man, if you're not going to listen to somebody, then (laughs) that's, it, it really, I've seen it happen so many times and it's such a, it's such a terrible thing that this, I had a friend who, when he found out that my mother, who had been a lifelong Catholic uh, and became an atheist, like a, a few years before she died. And so at the end, she didn't want a mass. She didn't want, she refused last rites. Like she didn't want any of that stuff. She was absolutely done with religion. And I, I mentioned that to a, a friend or I talked about it on stage and a friend of mine who was there said, wow, that story about your mom bummed me out because he's a Catholic. And so then a few, like a month later, I got this envelope in the mail that said a mass had been said for my mother, um, you know, as requested by uh, my friend. And I said, I don't, I don't think this is good. Like this, why did you, you could, it, it would have been one thing if you did this because you felt like you had to do it for my mom's soul or whatever. But you sending me this is insulting. It's insulting to my mother and to her memory. And, you know, whatever your beliefs are, they don't supersede, you know, my beliefs, my mother's wishes, you know, this is like absolutely what she didn't want. And you did it. And now you're throwing it in my face. Like what I'm supposed to thank you. What am I supposed to do? You know, why wouldn't they ask if you wanted that? I, I don't know. And I, because I, well, they didn't ask because, they knew I didn't want it and they knew my mother didn't want it. That, that was where the story started. It's like my mother did not want any of that. Not only, not only not, did he not tell me he had that thing sent in the mail. So it was like, it was supposed to be a grand gesture and it was really more of like a fuck you, you know? And it was, I realized, I realized later that was the beginning of the end of my friendship with that person. We kind of drifted apart. We didn't have like a big falling. That's as close as we had to a big falling out. But it was, it was like a huge thing where to me, where I realized like, I don't, this is not something that a, a, a friend who's paying attention would do, you know, right. it really bothered yeah. me. It really, really bothered me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's entirely self-serving. And now it's, uh, yeah. If, Oh, go ahead, Paul. No, go it's ahead. just like that sort of that sort of self-aggrandizing uh, spirituality. It gives spirituality a bad name. So there are there are pe- I, I know plenty of people that are religious who are um, who are not about big displays like that. But it's the kind of thing that makes people angry at religious people and and assume that they're all the same. And it's like. You know, it's just that the people that are like that are willing to make big, dumb gestures like that. And it it really is like it makes I, I get mad at, at religious people who influence the government and stuff like that. But when people when I see other people are like anyone who believes in God is an idiot like that makes me mad. It's like you're not you're not, you know, because I grew up with religion and it's like I understand where it comes from. I understand why it's a comfort and I understand the impact it can have on your life. It's not just, you're some blind idiot. Anyway, that was a massive tangent, but I feel like if you, so it, it, if, if let's say Hamlet's father is dying and he says it was Claudius. I want you to, I want you to kill him. (laughs) 
and then he dies. I don't know. I feel like it would probably be easier to ignore that request, but somebody coming back from the grave as a ghost to say, look, I really need you to do this. I guess maybe that would make me think harder about it. And he doesn't just say it like you've got to do this. He says it more in the sense of like it's a bigger thing than just like you have to get revenge on him, right? It's like the the future of Denmark, like uh, you know, relies on this kind of. Is that kind of what he's saying, or am I making that up? Well, I think if you're talking about you know a monarchy, this is affecting the whole uh, family line. I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, but he's still prince. He'll be, you know, he'll be king soon enough. I don't know if the uncle's willing to go to those lengths there to we become go. king. What else is he going to do? And what is he going to do for the country? Yeah. To the country, I mean. So, Where I mean, does it I end? Think Where does it end exactly. with this guy? And Claudius, back, thumbs down. And back <laughs> then, I think it was like, you know, people were fighting and dueling. So it's not like as <laughs> insane to take revenge and kill someone back then. As it is, that's a good today. point. That it was more of a yeah, routine I mean, thing. <laughs> yeah, even Everyone though Hamlet struggles, like, you could also Hamlet kill him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, should we do it? Maybe a little improv, just to sort of um, maybe the scene with the ghost. So, I don't know who would like to be maybe a ghost Hamlet, and then the I don't know who should the other person be, like the king, and then the friend he met up in heaven. Wait, which so is there's just two like, ghosts. <laughs> Tim or whatever, and Tim. Okay, they were having like drinks up in heaven, and then and then the what was his name? What's the king's name? Wait, King Hamlet. Hold on, a, hold on a second. That's not a ghost. If they're in heaven, they're done. They're not coming back down. Okay, sorry, Paul. In purgatory, God. I, look, they're in purgatory having drinks. If fucking web crawlers says, listeners are listening to this and they come for you, I'm trying to help you out. Don't embarrass us, Maria. Purgatory, purgatory. And then he he's like, oh, my God. He's like, what are you in here he's for? Not, he's, like, wait, he's not in another place. Ghosts are trapped yeah. on Earth. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got to be somewhere. Okay, so he's on, he's on Earth in a different sort of reality, like in a different realm. Yeah, he's in like a void. And so then there's this <laughs> other guy there, and he's like, what's going on? Like, where are we in? And then the king whatever his name is, is like, I just got killed by my brother. And then the guy's like, whoa, 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 you what? And he's like, I just got killed by my brother and I don't know what to do. And he's like, okay, well, do you have any family members? And then he's Wait, like, yeah, do, we, do we get Hamlet. do we get to do part of this? I know this? she's just doing the improv by herself. <laughs> she's doing a one woman show. <laughs> because this well, is the prior, this about is prior this? to the this scene. I'm to tell you what leads because I'm trying to tell you why there would be two ghosts. Because you're making such a thing out of I know it's just because Maria wants to play a ghost. Okay. You're making such a thing about two ghosts. I'm telling you why. Maria, how about this? Let me. Uh, this is my suggestion. I'll be. I'll be the ghost of Hamlet's father. Amanda's Hamlet. You are another ghost who just happens to walk by. Okay. And then okay. you're asking okay. what's going All on. Right, and fine. Stuff. Okay, because I'm. It's in the cemetery, so like I just, you know, I just got out of my grave or whatever. Too. Like okay. I'm walking. Well, it's actually too. on the ramparts. Yeah, so keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Hark! What is that ghoulish figure in the distance? Could it be? The figure takes its form. My God. Yeah, that's right, Hamlet, my son. Tis I, your father, 
long gone from the world. For my brother, you see, did my liver unfurl. With murder, he killed me. And now you must do what I think you should, which is kill him too. And who is this? Nearsighted, I see. Another specter. Who? I'm cold and cream. Who, who are you? I'm Tim. I'm from Two Graves Over. I overheard what you guys were talking about. You're sorry. You're saying that your uh, brother killed you and this is your son? Would that I could stay alone upon these parts of Ram. But now Tim has come. He must know who I am. Dr. Seuss over here. No, come on. (laughs) Who is this doctor of which you speak? Could he cure my father to bring him back to this earthly realm? I look, I'm not part of the Hamlet fam. I get that. But none of you are really reacting much to the fact that Hamlet, your father was killed by your uncle. You know, and he's saying that he needs you to to murder him for you. I hear the wails and cries of my father instructing me to take the life force of another man, my uncle. But how can I do that? I'll feel so bad. No. That regret shall last but a moment. But think of Denmark. Pray, think of the line to come. For good Danish people asleep in their beds and what villainy to which they shall succumb. Tim, what do you think? Uh, okay, I'm on the fence here, you guys, because, uh, you know, I, Hamlet's young, and he's got a whole life ahead of him, and you're telling him to kind of push all that away and to do your bidding, and, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not down with that. I don't I don't. All right, think. well, this is maybe more of a family matter and not something that's any of your business. Fair enough. Yeah, scram. Fair enough, as I said, I was walk. okay. As I, I was walking by, you said hello to me. If I can just let that be known. Well, we were having a private that conversation, was... and then all of a sudden you showed up and said, hey, what's going on? So, Okay. I apologize. I'm backing away. Good day. Good day. Good day. And scene. I am absolutely 100% killing my uncle. Really? What got you there? Wow. I have, because of the connection Paul and I had during that improv. Oh, sorry, I was just on the outside because it's only a two-person scene. So it's like Tim, having Tim's nuisance there brought me so much closer to my father. That happens a lot in families. Absolutely. Absolutely. An outside force, somebody marries like some shitty person. And then <laughs> that's the thing you now have in common is talking about that shitty person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, given, I think Amanda makes a very good point about the times in which these people lived um, and that, you know, it it is, it, there was so much murder in politics <laughs> that um, if my dad came back from the dead to say, yeah. this is what happened and this is what I need you to do, I think I'd be more inclined to do it. I mean, that's a big, that's a big moment. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I agree with you because if I am putting myself in the time and place and then, yes, if it's today and I see a ghost and the ghost is like, you got to go, then, you know, I'm thinking, you know, maybe not. Maybe this is a mental health issue. <laughs> maybe this is uh, not something, something that's going to ruin my life, 
you know, this isn't this isn't me, you know, standing up for my family. This is just me making a big mistake. Yeah. So if we are keeping it, you know, in the in the time and place of Hamlet, then yeah, I'm going to kill. I'm going to kill for my for my father. And that's a hard answer, knowing how it turns out, because Hamlet is in for a world of hurt. Yeah, he's got to sit through a play. Yeah, I think he writes that play. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Because then he has people to, to speak the speech uh, trivially on the tongue. And then he goes, the play is the thing. Wherein we'll catch the conscience of the king. Excuse me, conscience. <laughs> to be or not that. to be. That is the question. That is the Whether question. Whether it is nobler in the mind. In the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. fortune. Oh, or to or take by arms opposing against the sea of troubles. troubles. And by opposing, opposing end, end them. them. To die, to sleep no more, for what dreams may come. And that's that's as far as I go. When we shuffle off this mortal coil. This mortal coil must give us pause. God, you guys. I auditioned for a drama scholarship, and I actually did that fucking monologue. You did not. I was, I could not, I I didn't know what else to do. It was not confidence at all. And they were, they were so... They were um, like very uh, 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 gentle with the uh, sort of chastisement they gave me afterwards about what a ridiculous choice that was. <laughs> but I did I did do a, a dramatic and a comedic and I wrote my own comedic and they were very impressed by that. Oh, wow. That was my ear- my earliest comedy performance. Should we get to our dear big ones for today's episode? This is, I just actually read this. This is a fun one. Dear big ones, I live in a rented apartment on the fourth floor of a five-story walk-up in the city. (laughs) Annoyingly, the tenant two floors down always goes way overboard with his perfume or deodorant or whatever, so that every time I open my windows to let in some fresh air, I'll get wafts and wafts of this heavy-duty fruity fragrance and... Fragrance Heavy duty fruity fragrance. <laughs> Heavy duty fruity fragrance. <laughs> Same thing in the stairwell. How, if at all, would you tell the guy that he should go easy on the body spray? I think it somehow is more personal than cigarette smoke, for example. Thanks mm-hmm. for your input and love the podcast. And this comes in from a, a listener in Germany. Yeah. I mean, that's like that's like telling someone they have bad breath in a way. Because it's such a personal thing. It's obviously this person doesn't realize <laughs> they're using way too much. But it makes me wonder, is it really, is it cologne or is it something else? Like, I'm wondering if it's cleaning product. What else could it cleaning be? Cleaning product or something. But she's, this person seems to. Or an incense or I don't know. They like, seem to have directly no, traced I, it to I, a specific person. So No, it's cologne, you guys. And that's very easy to do. People over, over spray. But, but. But often enough that it becomes a problem for somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because their routine. They go, they go, spritz, 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 spritz. Oh my god! Oh my god! You're like a bomb about to explode. It got higher. Spritz, 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 spritz. Um, but yeah, I, I, even if it's a daily thing, though. Wouldn't your schedules have to kind of match up that you would be that this would be 
that this this would be intruding on you so much that it's a problem. That's what my question it is. It can linger. Smells can linger. They can linger in spaces. Absolutely, they linger in elevators. But he's saying it's coming up from the windows, so it's like going outside. I don't. I don't know. I have a. This is tough. This I is, would say, I. I don't. Uh, man, I don't know this. I'm having a hard time with this. You one. leave an anonymous note. That's where I was and going. You say like, a yeah. passive aggressive note, which I hate, but sometimes you got to do it. You know what? It doesn't even. Have to, it doesn't even have to be passive aggressive. It can be just direct, and you can you can write something like that in a thoughtful way. And say I'm not. I I hope I'm not being insulting. I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but I can smell this smell, and um, it's very strong. And other people have no. I don't know. It gets then it gets into a yeah, tricky area. I know. Then it gets into a you tricky area. Say, you just say you know, and you know what? You can always blame your allergies. Mm-hmm. You can always blame a medical. You say I'm very sensitive to smells, and I know if we're living in a community together, if we could just be aware of how we're using products that would go that would penetrate outside of the here. Here's why I wouldn't blame allergies if it's not a true thing, is because I think that. People can be very dismissive of that if they feel defensive and they could say, well, that's not my problem. That's your problem. But if I, I always my approach with these things is always to be as honest as mm. possible and to just state it plainly, because I think that I think that comes through more. And I think that it's harder for the other person to just say, well, fuck that guy. You know, if you're if you're coming from a decent if you're if you're always trying to come from as decent a place as possible and say, Look, I I know this sounds terrible, um, but that smell is like permeating my own home. You know, it's it's become an issue for me, and I would just ask that. Uh, you know, I'm not asking you to change your life, but could you keep your windows closed when you uh, put this stuff on? You know, uh, whatever you can do. Like I had a situation. I may have talked to you guys about this before, but the place where Janie and I used to live, we had. Uh, at one point, young uh, a group of young people moved in in a house across the street from us, and they would have these. Uh, they wouldn't even have loud parties. They would what they would do was they would hang out in their front yard and, and smoke cigarettes because they didn't smoke in the house, but they would blare their music through the open front door so they could hear it. But it would be at like party level, and it would be late at night. It would wake us up. And I went over there a couple times in my fucking pajamas to be like, hey, could you kids keep it down? And finally, I wrote them a note and I uh, and I brought over a bottle of wine and a note. And I left it on their doorstep and I said, hey, I, I would love it if you guys, when you're playing music, if you could just shut your front door. I'm not I'm not asking you to stop your music or even to turn it down, but just close the front door because the sound comes out. And if you will do this. Uh, I will bring you a bottle of wine every month. And they, they wrote a note back to me. Uh, and they, uh, said, uh, this was so nice. You don't have to bring us a bottle of wine. We will remember to do this. We moved here from like, we lived in Laurel Canyon where our nearest neighbors were far away. And so this was never an issue before. Um, and so we're not used to it yet. You know, we apologize and they were, it was great. And it was like, Okay, the lesson I learned from this is always like kill them with kindness, try to assume the best of people um, and come at it from a place of this is honestly what my issue is. And this is all I'm asking you to do, you know, 
So right. if if there's a way to I think if you can if you can figure out a way to compromise, like what what the compromise would be rather than say I need you to stop doing this. You know, if you could if you, if yeah. there's a way you I don't know what it would be in this instance, maybe the the person writing the letter would know better given their their building and everything. What is a compromise you could reach where this person doesn't have to stop doing the thing that they're doing, but they can make this change that will make it so that everybody is happy. Oh, put on their cologne in the car. How about it? Right? How about it? Then it stays yeah. trapped in the car. <laughs> yeah. And then you get you absorb more of it. And also maybe that person will die of cologne poisoning and it won't be an issue anymore. Cologne hotboxing. Right. <laughs> the teens do. <laughs> it's all over TikTok and Fleet? Oh, What's Fleet? I don't know. <laughs> fleet is a thing that suddenly everyone on my Twitter timeline was talking about today. I have an idea of what it is, that it's maybe a sort of TikTok, Instagram story type affair. I refuse to investigate it until I absolutely have to <laughs> because wow. maybe it'll just go away. Maybe it'll be a flash in the pan. Fleet. Yeah. Okay, t- their tw- their their disappearing tweets on Twitter are called fleets. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Oh, that's cute, actually. So this is uh, is this one of those things you have to be you randomly get you you're randomly you're randomly granted like when those audio tweet things were coming out like not everybody got that. What? Not everybody got I the ability to audio tweet. I'm not getting anything from Twitter. Including new followers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see any right, option well, here. I don't, yeah. I don't know what this is. I, I, I can't make heads or tails out of it. Fleet, a new way to join the conversation. <laughs> so I don't get it. It's Twitter, but it goes away. So it's just like your thoughts. It's not like you're writing anything down. It's like just you're in a conversation with someone, so it can't come back to bite you or whatever. It's stu- but people can screen cap shit. Like I mean, it's it's dumb. It's just yeah. if, you don't, if you want to curate your timeline and you don't want like I'm going to live tweet, you know, the Bachelorette, but you don't want that to be what everyone sees when they first look at your timeline. Yeah, you don't want that to end up in the Library of Congress. <laughs> No, you don't. No, you do not. And it honestly might because they're putting that kind of stuff in there. We're in there. Well, they reached out to Erios to see if they could put some of our shows in the Library of Congress, but I think Pre said, like, no, maybe. <laughs> no, she did not. She said, I don't remember what she said. I think I was so all for yeah. it. I was like, yes, I'm sure please. we're in there. Okay, well... <laughs> Now that's confidence, baby. Oh, I'm sh- I'm sure we're in there. Sure. <laughs> well, Paul, thank you so much for coming oh. on. I, I know this is a new way of doing podcasting, and it's different, you know. But different. I've done one of these with you already. <laughs> and who are you talking to? We've been doing this for a year. I know. I know. Doesn't it seem a little off? Doesn't it seem a little off? I was actually. Oh, see. Other other than other than talking over each other, I was gonna say like this still felt it still felt like the same energy, and it was really fun. Have yes, but it doesn't have the warmth 
the, warmth the immediacy. Of I will say, one year ago almost is when we did our Secret Santa with one another. <gasps> that Remember? was so fun. On the oh, we could do that fun. again. We could do that again. We could do that again. I don't that know that how again. Amanda that brave. I don't know how we did that, that exercise band. I still use that exercise band, although one time it snapped in half, so now I have two small ones. <laughs> <laughs> Double the exercise. <laughs> That's been your power braid that I gave you. Gave you the right. strength to do That's that. That's right. <laughs> we thank you all for being here. You can email us at thebigonespodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us the Big Ones Pod on Twitter. Please send us your dear big ones, your big, big ones. Join our Patreon. And Paul, thank you so much. Can people find you anywhere? Do you want them to find you? Uh, at, or are you doing anything? You've got podcast galore. Yes, at PF Tompkins on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, my wife, Janie Hatta Tompkins, and I have our own podcast that we do every Friday night called Stay F Homekins. It's uh, our little pandemic project. We've been doing it since not long after the pad- the uh, the uh, quarantine started, and we thought we'd be done by now, but we're still doing it. And that's every Friday night we record it. We have we have like a little date night where we record it and we oh, throw it up nice. immediately with no editing. So there you go, late Friday night. There you go. All right. Well, everyone. Keep on, um, thanks for listening to The The Big Big One! Eerios. Powered by ACAST. 